This episode of Naval Gazing is sponsored by valleygivesback.org. Adding a Valley charity to your estate plan creates a lasting legacy that tells future generations what causes matter to you. Your action will inspire others to follow your lead and make a difference. With a plan gift, you have the power to impact the Valley community forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Learn more at valleygivesback.org, an initiative of the Valley Community Foundation. Plan now, give later, and impact tomorrow at valleygivesback.org. For hundreds of years we brought you the news. For the info we gave you the clues. Owners' profits were always sky high. Changing market now threatens our lives. Post literation, critical reading, dumbed down nation, signs of inbreeding, TV sucking ideas from our head, public discourse, just about dead. We'll ride the dinosaur. Yeah, ride the dinosaur. Creepy music. Pretty cool, right? It's fitting with this episode of Naval Gazing the Valley Indie Podcast. Hi, everybody. My name is Eugene Driscoll, and I'm a reporter with ValleyIndy.org, a nonprofit online newspaper covering four towns in Connecticut's lower Naugatuck Valley. Today, I'll be talking to Christine Caprolozzi of Seymour. Christine is the senior editor and director of operations at Horror News Network, a website dedicated to all things horror. Christine and the Horror News Network are hosting CT Horror Fest, scheduled for Saturday, September 15th at the Danbury Arena. That's at One Independence Way in Danbury, Connecticut. Really quickly, here's a commercial. Attention horror fans, come to Connecticut Horror Fest September 15th at the Danbury Arena. Meet the original and current Michael Myers from Halloween, Nick Castle. Also from Halloween, PJ Souls and Nancy Loomis. Cinema's first female action hero, the legendary Pam Greer. Butch Patrick from The Monster. From House of a Thousand Corpses and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Bill Mosley. Actors from Child's Play. Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Blair Witch Project, Children of the Corn and more. Horror-themed vendors, panels, costume contests and more. More info at cthorror.com. Hello, this is Christine. Hey, Christine, it's Eugene. I apologize. I had the time wrong. I thought it was 8 p.m. Then I checked my email. Oh, that's okay. These things happen. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm going to start off with a stupid question, so you're just going to have to deal with it. I apologize in advance. All right. <laughs> but, but I assume people know what a horror convention is. But then I was reading some comments on the CT Horrorfest Facebook page, and I was surprised to see some like statements, comments from people basically asking, what is this? So if you could just take a minute to explain what's a horror convention and why are you doing it in Connecticut? Sure. So pretty much it's a genre convention. Um, it's like a, the way we explain it to people, it's like a Comic-Con, but for the horror genre specifically. Um, and I know we have several Comic-Cons in the state, but 
you know, horror fans are not used to that if, if, you know, they haven't, if they've never been to one. Now, the very, very hardcore horror fans, and I know you're a horror fan, we're all used to traveling outside the state to go to these. Mm. Um, and that's, that's one of the reasons why, you know, Rob and I started this, and this is our fifth year, um, is because people say, why don't you guys start one from Horror News Network? And, you know, we hemmed and hawed for many years before we started it because it's a lot of effort. Um, it's a lot of, you know, obviously financial investment. It's a lot of work. Um, but when we realized there was, you know, people wanted it, we said, we'll do it on a smaller scale instead of like the three day convention that, you know, exists all around the country. Um, we did a one day and it just has seemed to grow and grow over the last, um, five years. Yeah. And so, it's sort of perfectly situated because you're doing it in Danbury. The first one was in Waterbury and I can't believe it's, in, it's uh -huh. your fifth one already. My Lord. But, but you, so you pick up everybody that's coming in from Westchester County, uh, you know, uh, Putnam County, Dutchess, all that area. And then like in, nowhere in Connecticut is far really from Danbury. So it's sort right. of perfectly situated as opposed to when we've talked about this in the past. And yeah, I am a, I'm not a horror. I can't. I, I don't. I don't want to like portray myself as a hardcore horror fan because compared to like you and everybody at the Horror News Network, you lo you know a lot more than me. But I'm I'm too old to travel to uh, Philadelphia now for uh, you know that's really the nearest convention that I'm used to going to, and that's just I'm too mm -hmm. I'm too old and alcoholic to go all the way down <laughs> there. You know. <laughs> well, you know it, it is it is a haul to some of these, and I know like for people out in the um and other parts of the country, there are people who will drive seven, eight hours um, to go to these events. But, you know, we do the best we can to put on like the best show we can for the people of Connecticut. Um, and because there are fans in Connecticut who have never been to a horror convention before ours, because it was just not on their radar because it wasn't in the state. And you guys you know, pack a lot in. I mean, it's a one-day convention, but people, if you're not familiar with it, don't let Christine sell you short there because they pack a lot in to this one-day convention, and we'll talk about uh, some of that as we go on. But I just got to ask you off the top of the bat, and uh, off the top of my head, and I, I should apologize again. I was 17 minutes late in starting this uh, interview with Christine. I had I had, I was, had the interview off by an hour, so I, I apologize again uh, for that mistake. But, no worries. Because I, you got to be on pins and needles. You got to be nervous. Here I am messing up uh, the the week before the convention, messing up your timing here. But as part of the CT Horror Fest festivities, you're going to be interviewing Pam Greer, living legend, true icon. What does she mean to you? Yes. You know what? Um, that that was a big deal for us to get Pam Greer. I think for anybody to get Pam Greer, she does not do a lot of personal appearances like this. Mm. Um, so it was a big deal for us to get her. And for me personally, like I'm a big fan. Um, you know, I'm also like, I think because before there was, you know, kind of aliens Ripley before there was, you know, Terminator, she really was kind of, for me, the very first kind of female strong action hero. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. You think back to like, I mean, I was, you know, very young, but I remember seeing them later on um, in the early 80s, even though they were like a little bit older at the time. But, you know, in the early 70s, there was Coffee, Foxy Brown, and um, all these movies where she re she was the strong lead. She was the one to be afraid of. She was taken down 
taken down the uh, the bad guys. Shooting all the bad and guys. How, how did you get her? Like, I, I don't even know um, how you get guests, but this was this someone you personally like lobbied for or wanted to get? Um, and, and like, how does one even schedule guests uh, for these conventions? You really, you reach out to their management. It's a lot of like, and you know, now with the internet too, you can really, <laughs> there's no hiding. There's no hiding. <laughs> um, but, um, so you stalked Pam Greer until she just said, no, all right, I didn't, I, okay. no, I didn't stalk her, but you know, I reached out to her management and I said, is this something she'd be interested in doing? And, you know, you really kind of have to reach out to the person's management and, um, and rep and just see what would, what, what would they require to be there? Cause um, you know, there are some celebrities and I always am very honest about this who, you know, she, again, she doesn't do a lot of personal appearances. So, you know, we're, we're really excited to have her, but there are some, um, let's just say talent who do do a lot of um, personal appearances who pretty much make no bones. Like you're a one day show. We won't come out for that. Oh, really? That's See, the f- people. Wow, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I figured so they'd want to do that because it might be a layup for them, but I guess it's not enough uh, uh, in, uh, monetary incentive. Well, they don't realize, well, here's the thing. They don't realize, like, we'll get the same amount of people as another event that is two days hmm. or three days. So do you know what I mean? Um, so that's why when you see people at our event, the, the celebrities who show up for our event, those are really the fan-friendly um, guests because they're there for the fans. They're not like, Oh, it's one day, you know, Oh, I'm not going to meet that many fans. Oh, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? They're not, it's not, it's not worth it for me. Those people show up because they're excited. Hey, we've never been done an event in Connecticut before. This is great. So pretty much everyone you've ever seen at Connecticut Horror Fest is a fan friendly person. And I, mean, I, I saw you- a couple of years ago, yeah, I saw George Romero, and it was the coolest way. I mean, I had seen George Romero many times at prior conventions going back to since I was in high school in the 90s, but I never mm-hmm. saw him in such an intimate setting where it was like you were just in a living room almost. It felt like that uh, with George Romero uh, shortly before he, he passed away. So I know what you're saying. It is and- a, it's a cool venue, I think. And he was a big deal to get too, because I was like, George Romero. George never, Romero. I don't, know if, yeah. I, I don't. I didn't know if he was ever going to do our show because you know we're one day, and it was two years ago too, so we weren't even getting as many people as we do now. And um, he and he's such a downer. And you know, it's always kind of, um, and you know, because you you cover, um, you, you you do interviews too. So sometimes if you're covering something, you go to a press junket or you meet someone who you know, is a hero of yours or you meet someone, it's always kind of, if I interview this person, it's like when you pull back the curtain. If they're a jerk, it stinks. Yeah. Is it, yeah. yeah is, there, is, is that person a jerk? He was so nice and down to earth. I remember being in the hotel lobby with him um, the night before and Rob and Larry walk in and people who don't know, Larry the, yeah. is, uh, you CT. know, part of our Horror News Network staff. Okay. Rob is, uh, you know, co-founder of CT Horror Fest and Horror News Network, and Larry also runs Connecticut Call Classics. So Rob and Larry walk in, and I'm talking to George Romero and his wife, Susan. And I'm like, oh, um, guys, this is, oh, I was like, oh, this is, um, you know, Rob and Larry, this is Susan. And George Romero sticks out of him. He's like, oh, hi, I'm George. And Larry <laughs> turns around, and, and, and Larry turns around and says, yeah, I kind of knew that. <laughs> but, like, you know, like he didn't realize or didn't, he just thinks like, oh, hi, I'm George. Like, doesn't, it didn't click like 
he's well known. Now, have you have you talked to uh, Pam Greer at all in advance, or does it all just sort of happen when she flies in and I guess you do the logistics to get her set up and wherever she's staying? How, how does that work? Um, some people you deal with them directly. Some people you work through their agent, and then once then you do the logistics with them. It really depends on the person. Like we're, with okay. Pam, it's it's gone through her it's gone through her rep. Um, he's done all that um, for her. You know, other people they'll you know they'll sign the agreement and then you do everything with them. Um, some people just do everything with them ahead of time and directly with them. Um, Alex Vincent, everything's been directly with him. I was looking over some stuff to stick with Pam Greer for a second. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I mean, do you remember what won the Academy Award uh, for Best Actress or who won Acad- the Academy Award for Best Actress the year Jackie Brown came out? I, I, I don't. The Oscar goes to Helen Hunt is as good as it gets. <laughs> Helen Hunt has acted in more than 18 films, including... It's I don't. Helen Hunt for as good as it gets that Jack Nicholson movie from that time. I mean, oh god, talk about, yeah. Pam Greer didn't even get nominated for Jackie Brown. Arguably, I mean, looking back now, however many years later, uh, whatever twenty plus it's, years. That's later, Yeah, I was going to say it's like twenty one years later. I think she is so good in that movie. It's like she's the center of the movie. She holds this kind of rambling movie. Uh, where she's playing against Robert De Niro and Samuel L. Jackson, uh, you know, and it's all Pam Greer. And the fact that she didn't even get a nomination for it is just mind blowing. Do you think you'll ask her that during the panel? Because you have a panel with her, so I do. I do have a Q and A. So if you're going to be there, I you can ask that. I'll, I'll talk sh- to the audience. I'll shout it. No, I'm I'm really shy though. But uh, if you do that, for uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really shy. And that panel. You know, the, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm t- I do have a lot of que- I did read her autobiography, so I do have a lot. I mean, it, it's so interesting. Her life has been so interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she moved out to California to go to college. And she had never, there was no intentions of being an actress. She had mm. like a part-time job at a talent agency. She was a receptionist there. That was her, her job while she was going to school. Her job was to go to college. That, that's why she was there. She was very focused. Um, so, I, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, she's stunning, you know, so I'm sure that's how she got discovered. Yeah, she's, yeah and she's got that movie star uh, charisma. And that right. panel's that's 445 Saturday, uh, September 15th, we're talking. That's when uh, Christine is going to be hosting a panel. So it's a Q&A. You, you'll be asking questions and then she takes uh, questions from the audience. That's how it works. Yeah, that's how I, I usually run the panels. And we try to get that in. We, cause, and after that is going to be the Bill Mosley panel. Um, Another awesome, that guy. Ooh, yeah, and then after that, you know, we're going to have the Halloween 40th anniversary and Larry's host, hosting that panel. But what we try to do is do a few questions, but we also want to give, you know, the attendees a chance to ask questions too, like take a few audience questions and um, cause you know, I mean, when else are you going to get a chance to ask the questions? Um, yeah. I think Pam a Greer. Year- yeah. I mean, a few years ago I did the um, Texas chainsaw reunion when Gunnar Hansen was um, still with us and Ed Neal, John Duggan. And I remember going out to the audience and I think everyone was scared to ask a question. Mm. One, 
And one guy stands up. He goes, I'm going to ask a question. He's like, are you serious, guys? Are you serious? And he's just one of the someone in the audience is like yelling at the rest of the audience members like are you guys serious you have no other questions he's just shaming like, everybody into asking a question I, yeah, I like that yeah like like when are you going to get a chance to ask these guys a question and I guess yeah, for anybody yeah. I'm sorry go ahead Christine I stepped on you yeah no 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 that's okay but you know some people are just really shy to get up and ask that question but Hi, this is Eugene Driscoll, most likely interrupting myself to bring you a message from our sponsor, valleygivesback.org. Adding a Valley charity to your estate plan creates a lasting legacy that tells future generations what causes mattered to you. Your action will inspire others to follow your lead and make a difference. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley community forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Learn more at valleygivesback.org, an initiative of the Valley Community Foundation. Plan now, give later, impact tomorrow, at valleygivesback.org. If anybody out there listening uh, hasn't been to one of these conventions, I mean, basically the options Saturday uh, at the CT Horror Fest are like it's any other, like Christina mentioned, any other entertainment-related convention. You, you pay to get in. It's $25 at the door. Uh, you can stand online to get an autograph from one of the uh, celebrities who are appearing. Each celebrity charges his or her own rate. And as of now, those prices range from about 20 bucks to 50 bucks, according to the CT Horror Fest Facebook page. And those are not bad prices. I got to, as someone who's been going to these conventions since 1989 or so, those are very fair prices uh, for autographs, and, and and one thing that I loved on the thread, I always complain that I have to that, that the people, you know, I remember back in the day it used to be free, you know, you could yeah. see when yeah. I was a kid, but then somebody in the thread brought up, well, that's because they were being funded by uh, movie studios to be there as part of a publicity tour, and that's no longer the case, and I never thought about that uh, before, but right. is that true? Like, why? Why? I mean, this is a dumb question because obviously the market is the market and their supply and demand and people will pay for autographs. Uh, well, but why, why do people charge for autographs for anybody who um, might not know? Well, it, it's, it's their, it's their appearance. It's at their mm. discretion. And you're right. It's the movie studios don't fund them anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not for that purpose. It's more fan fest. And um, I think for people who um, are kind of veterans of the convention scene, they know that the people we bring in, uh, those prices are very fan friendly. Someone brought up on the thread, um, they were just at the Comic Con and they paid over $100 to meet Robert England. Yep, yep. He was charged. Yeah. And if you go to like one of the Walking Dead, uh, what is it? I, I mean, Walker Stalker. Oh, the from Walker Stalker. Yeah. I heard, like, you know, minimum, you got to like, you got to give up a kid or something like that. It's insane how much uh, they yeah, charge. The, so. the minimum, the minimum you pay for um, any walking, I mean, how do I say this in a politically correct way? That's so yeah. I, I almost hesitated yeah. myself because you don't want to get you know. Yeah. So someone who's been on the you blackball yourself for one, for one season will charge sixty dollars for the autograph, and they they range up to a hundred to a hundred and twenty dollars. So you know. Um, it's a good deal. To, yeah, this is this is definitely it, like, these these prices are like a decade ago, uh, as far as I'm concerned. That's yeah, what it yeah looks like and to me. I know. Um, I heard, and I'm I'm going to say this because I just 
I, I was like, really? Um, I heard it, you know, because now pop culture cons are, are bringing musicians and everything else. And I heard Gene Simmons charges about 165 to $175. And that's probably just to look and, at him. That's not even, that's probably yeah, not yeah. even a, to gaze in <laughs> his general you know, direction, you have to give a credit card. But how much do you think, you know, I remember New York Comic Con when you had William Shatner. He's over $300 for his autograph and photo. And here's I the thing, if, if you don't want an autograph, too, and I, I usually don't get autographs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but I will, but there are a ton of other things to do at uh, this particular right. convention. There's, there's a vendor uh, room. There's vendors, there's costume contests. Um, we have a haunt, you know, last year we had the laser tag, but, um, due to like the spacing constraints, I, I don't know if you, if you were there last year. I know I did had, not go last year, but I was, I saw some videos. I was watching some videos today to get an, a, a, an idea of the layout. I've been to the ice yeah. arena before, but. Yeah. So the ice, because it's the ice arena and there's ice under the floor, um, <laughs> the panel, the panel area being within the same area as like where the celebrities and vendors are, it was too loud. Mm. So you couldn't really hear the panel. So we moved it upstairs where the laser tag room was and the haunt space is going to be its own separate area on the floor. So people can go in and and take pictures of the props and everything else. So that's always fun to do to go through the haunt area, uh, the vendors, and obviously the Q and A's and the, um, the costume contests are, are always fun as well. And there's T-shirts you can buy. I mean, people are selling T-shirts. There's so much original oh. artwork now happening at these conventions. It's something to see. Posters. You know, a lot of a lot of times you can artwork. get a one of a kind. Yeah. yeah, real artwork. A couple of podcasts will be there, from what I've heard, including yes, Pint I, of I, Comics, I a great Connecticut-based uh, podcast. I love that yeah. uh, podcast. And I also heard, besides Pint of Comics, the great Mobile Horror Companion will be there. You're probably going to throw them out pretty quickly. I'm just going to warn I- you. They. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, I, on uh, my. This is my day job, and then my moonlight. I won't even call it a job. Uh, once a month, I do a, a, a another podcast with two buddies of mine. Uh, yeah, uh, we were I, I we were thrown out of the ice cream social uh, at the Fangoria weekend of horrors, like the last one I had. So <laughs> that's about how reputable that podcast is but I, I love the fact that you still include panels at these shows because uh, you know the, the fact that anybody can ask Pam Greer a question or at least attempt to uh, is cool and I assume to keep that going has to be tough because logistically just as you mentioned to sort of manage all that uh, in a space I assume can be difficult and then in general I've seen at other conventions where People won't go into a QA and a because they're standing online. They don't want to lose their spot. And so, in my opinion, at some of the other conventions, the, the autographs have taken away. They've pulled people away from the panels. But, again, this is cool. It's old school. You can definitely do both because this convention doesn't get fire marshal insanely packed. You know, it's a good number yeah. of people. Well, we do have fire marshals there. Uh, Dan Barry requires us to have two fire marshals. Oh, that's, that's kind of, okay, there you go, yeah. It used to be Barry Rickard. <laughs> I used to work at the News Times in Danbury. Their, their yeah. fire marshal was this dude, Barry Rickard, by the book. And Mayor Bounton, yeah. will Mayor Bounton be making an appearance? He's not running for governor anymore. You, are you guys going to have him, uh, like, judge a contest know. or anything? You know, he he did judge the kids' costume contest a few years ago. Um, we sent him an email, so I'm, I'm not sure if it got on his schedule yet, so we'll know soon. We'll have to see. If you see the mayor, give him a hug. It's been sort of a rough <laughs> couple of weeks uh, for him. I but know. Just, but he's always been a big fan of um, 
of us. And then when the Matrix started, because remember, we used to be at the Matrix, and when, yes. you know, they started having some difficulties up there, you know, he wanted us to stay. We're like, well, where can we go? You know, like, and she's like, well, what about the arena? And we never thought about the arena. We no kidding. So Mayor, our... Mayor Bowden helped you. He suggested that as a possible venue. He suggested, yeah. Oh, no he kidding. suggested it because we didn't, we didn't think about it because um, we didn't realize, first of all, that they had a floor at the arena. Um, right, yeah. It's just we figured. also, we didn't know if it was in our range, to be, to be completely honest, financially. Remember, we're not corporately backed. Mm-hmm. This is just us, independent. This is an independent show. Um, so, but they, they worked with us and said, all right, we can do this, this, and this, and, you know, make it like within our range. And we're like, all right. And so that's, that's how we ended up there. But they, the arena has been really great to work with. Um, do you know what I mean? Just really easy going and whatever you need. And, you know, it, they've been good. Oh, that reminds Jody me. there has been very good. I'm asking this for a friend. Is, are, are there adult beverages, uh, Sold at the uh, CT Horror Fest this year? Uh, yes, after the asking for a friend. That's good, Eugene. Um, <laughs> the other podcast I'm involved in. These guys want to know. Yeah. Well, you know, last year after we hit, because, you know, the, the, for pre-order tickets, they can get in at 10 and then it opens at 11. But I noticed around 1231, the arena rolled in a little cart with uh, some beer. So it's up to them. You know what I mean? Like they control that aspect of it. Gotcha. Um, the only food we're allowed to bring in and we had to negotiate this and with the Department of Health is the Hardcore Sweets Cupcakes. So they're always there with us. Gotcha. Um, and there's plenty, I mean, but, if anybody's unfamiliar, I know Two Steps is right around, literally within walking distance mm-hmm. uh, there. Uh, there's all kinds of, in the Main Street, Danbury itself, uh, there it's are right a million, yeah. yeah, and there's a million places uh, to go there, especially like if you want to try some good. There's Brazilian food, Ecuadorian, and there's a whole uh, array of really good food there on, on Main Street. And the arena, and the arena does sell food, and they do sell they do sell beer, um, you know. But that's you know, I think they realize, oh well, this is a. <laughs> I mean, we we get a lot of adults there, so. Um, the Pina Comics guys are here. They're going to sell you know, that. That's that's three thousand dollars in beer right there, just for those two. <laughs> but then, like, quickly going over some of the like the, the events and panels for people who are interested. Uh, and again, it's Saturday, September fifteenth, CT Horror Fest, uh, one fifteen p.m. Yep. There's a children's costume contest. Two fifteen, yep. adult and, costume. Go ahead, kids. I just want to say, kids, um, you know, eleven and under, get in free. With it, with an adult, you know, because I know some <laughs> people want to just let their kids. Oh, the kids get in free, and they just let the kids run it. No, 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 no. That's we right, don't want kids like running around. They go to the you mall. I mean? The parents go to the mall and just let the kid off. Say yeah, hi to I Sid Haig. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so kids eleven and under get in free with an adult. Um, so if you want to dress your kids up, if you're coming, they they get in free. Christine, <laughs> to be honest with you, like I'm. I, I'm doing the uh, mobile horror companion. We have a booth, and we're giving away some free coffee cups to people. I'm getting the hotel starting Friday night, so I probably I will not have my children with me uh, at the CT Horror Fest. <laughs> Friday to Sunday, I'm, I'm staying in the hotel. Then at 3.15 p.m., you got the Child's Play panel with Alex Vincent. I am psyched for that. 4 p.m., Children of the Corn. Who? Go, what, go ahead. Did I mess something up? I think uh, Sean McLaughlin's hosting that child play. Yeah, according and to I what I stole from Larry yep. Dwyer, yeah, of, yep. of the Connecticut yep. uh, cult classics. Children of the Corn panels at 4 p.m., John Franklin and Courtney Gaines. That's hosted by Shelton's Nicholas Banks. 
Uh, I talked to mm-hmm. him once. And then the big Pam Greer panel, as we mentioned. Then Bill Mosley, Chop Top. And what was his name in the Devil's Rejects? Otis? Otis. Otis Driftwood. Yeah, that guy, there's a guy that should have an Oscar uh, for, for both of those performances. That guy is the man. And then it closes out he's, six. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's been in so many things. You know mm. what I mean? He's been in so much. Yeah, he's and he's from uh, Connecticut originally, right? He's from like the Stanford area. I, I, th- I think I, I want to say. He was born in Stanford. He did go to Yale as well. Ooh. And then it, it start. It's all kind of rounds up. Six fifteen to seven is that Halloween fortieth anniversary panel that Christine had mm-hmm. mentioned earlier. And I guess the huge news in the horror world as we're recording this is the Halloween sequels coming out. A new trailer was released uh, a couple of days ago. That yep. movie has been endorsed by John Carpenter. Uh, it ignores all the sequels that took place after the first Halloween. Yeah. Sort of recasts the Michael Myers, Laurie Strode story, I guess. What are your thoughts? Are you looking forward to that? You think it looks good? Or you is it going to be I, like Freddy Krueger? That- like, no, I think I'm kind of like, uh, you know, it does ignore the stuff, but... I'm a big Jamie Lee Curtis fan, and obviously Nick Castle, who's going to be at Horror Fest, is also appearing as Michael Myers again in the new one. So um, there's a lot of excitement around Nick Castle being there. Oh wow! Um, can we get him drunk and he'll so spill all the he, beans about like? Can he spoil the movie for us? Or can we do that? <laughs> I don't think he'll spoil the movie for us, oh, but um, you know, he he was like tweeting out. Um, shots from the set and everything. You can go on his Twitter feed and see, I've, like, if yeah, you scroll back to when they were shooting it. So awesome. So yeah, so I'm excited just because I'm a big Jamie Lee Curtis fan. And just before you called, I was looking on my Instagram, and of course I follow Jamie Lee Curtis. She's on the cover of for the Halloween edition of Good Housekeeping magazine. I kid you <laughs> not. Isn't that fantastic? This is where I'm at in life. Yeah, <laughs> either that's fantastic or it's just like, we're getting old, Christine. It's over exactly. for us. Exactly. I, I couldn't figure out which one. So your husband, Rob, is your partner, as you mentioned, in the Horror News Network. It's interesting for mm-hmm. me. I'm going to get a little personal here. You can tell me to, to shut up. But uh, two people for you know two people to have a common interest uh, is cool, particularly it being horror, which is uh, a little uh, unusual, I guess, for lack of a better word. Uh, then to launch a business based on your common interest uh, is something else. So I'm curious, if you don't mind me asking, how did you two meet? Uh, we met on a blind date and this is how we kind of, I think Rob knew like we were kind of perfect for each other. Was it like cannibal Holocaust um, or something like that? What was the, uh, no, I, we met, we actually, the first date was at Kings in Newtown, Connecticut. And I made him meet me for lunch. And he was like, (laughs) you want to meet for lunch? Right. And in my head, you know, at that point in time, um, you know, I'd been, you know, single for quite a while at that point. And I was just like, you know what? I don't want to waste a night on some blind date. This guy could be a jerk. And I'm going, I, I honestly had plans with my friends that night. And I was like, ah, I'll just go meet him during the day. Cause if it's just like awful, whatever. Um, so I met him and he was like, why are we meeting like during the day? And I was like, well, honestly, um, I don't know you. It was a blind date. I don't know you, and I don't want to end up chopped up in a dumpster at night. So we have to meet in the daylight. I this is what I told him. We have to meet in the daylight um, and in a public place. And right? he still showed up. And he still showed up. Wow. And he's like, well, you didn't end up in a dumpster. And it's funny because the date lasted longer. And um, I remember my friend calling me like, hey, are you almost? Are we going to meet? And I was like, I'm still on the date. I was whispering with him, I'm still on the date. And 
she's in the car full of people. She's like, oh, my God, Christine's still on a date after, like, two hours during the day. She's still on a blind date. You know, I was like, okay, got to go ahead and hang up on her because, like, they were all laughing at me. Um, but, yeah, I think that's how he knew. Because was he it, knew like, I kind had, of a... Like, a, a dark sense of humor. He knew I had a dark sense of humor right away. And was it, like, love after that first date? Was it, like, a love at first sight thing or... Uh... Well, we, you know what, honestly, it was, we definitely clicked after right the away. first date and yeah. And you know, that's awesome. He was very insistent. I, you know, cause I'm, I'm a vendor this year at the CT horror fest for that mobile horror companion. And, and Rob was very insistent. I've only, I've only exchanged emails with me, with him, mm-hmm. but he told me like repeatedly, no celebrity interviews. And I was confused by it. I thought maybe he had like, did, does he know I got kicked out of the VIP social in like 1997 no. <laughs> from Fango Week of the Horrors? I'm like, what does this guy have against me? Uh, no, but no. then I saw, you know what though? I saw like today I was watching YouTube videos of your previous shows and I, I was like, wow, everybody is stopping Sid Haig to do an interview with him. <laughs> and there's, there's got to be a hundred people waiting to get an autograph. So it sort of made more sense. Is that why uh, that is stressed? Yeah. It just grinds it to a halt. Uh, and we tell people this, like, you got to understand it's a one-day show. And we actually had, um, I don't, I, there's a podcast out there that badmouths me. They hate me so much. Um, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's terrible. I'm but sorry. I think it was like one of our, no, no, it's not, yeah, stop it. No, 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 no I'm being serious. I, no, I, I, I know what it's like to uh, get some hate on the internet, so yeah. I'm sorry you have to yeah. go through that. I wasn't, being, I, I wasn't being a jerk. Oh, yeah, no, I, I don't care, though. Um, so, because the second year they were um, they were interviewing like video camera everything like Gunnar Hansen and oh. the line was getting so long I people come up to me I mean we're a one day show so you know you don't want people to wait like an, a half hour to forty five minutes in line yeah. you don't want like you talked about you don't want them to miss the right I never I never that. assumed it's, like I'm a reporter yeah. I would never I, I mean if somebody that comes up to me and in the situation or I, I mean I interviewed Ken Foray in a bar once he was just sitting there having a drink there's like right, certain that's different. but you can't go to the guy's <laughs> table I mean maybe the Iron Sheik back in the day you could do it with him yeah. and get him to do you know five seconds but I would never think take it upon myself to sit down and just do an interview. But I guess I didn't realize that until I saw the, I was searching YouTube today. I'm like, Oh, he doesn't hate me. It's that these people are bringing the show to a grinding halt. Yeah. And and that's the thing. We're only one day. So people only have one day to meet. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to interview somebody, you got to do that in advance and set it up, set it up yourself. Not, not, not do it at the show. So, all right. so So that's, that's what it was. So that's why, um, you know, Rob and I always say that just because we don't, we want to keep it fan friendly. sense, and yeah. And also, you know, we've been, you know, with Horror News Network doing this for 13 to 14 years. Like we started out with comic monsters. When we would go to comic conventions or we would go to other horror conventions, I'd give out my business card and say, hey, would you want to be interviewed? I mean, I've interviewed Bill Mosley several times. I, it's because I've given out my card and I've set it up before. Right, yeah, that's the way to do years it. Years yeah. ago, like I remember when, De- when Devil's Rejects came out, they were doing the conventions and him and Sid Haig we interviewed them but we didn't interview them at any show they said oh contact so and so my manager and I called and we set up interviews like that's how you do it you know so I would never seem to hold up a line yeah I get it now. I get it now. You got to. T- so I, I was like, I was sending uh, like forwarding Rob's emails to the other guys I do the podcast with. I'm like, why did who, did, what's, did, did one of you guys do something to this guy? Why does he hate me so much? Because I, no. I, of course, I'm a narcissist and I thought it was just me. But no, tell him I apologize uh, for for no, bad mouthing him in my mind. Yeah, no, no, not at all. It's it's just because we we want to keep the lines moving. Totally like, makes sense. Last year, 
if you if you saw last year's Sid Haig's line, we had to make it up into the the bleachers. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because you know. Um, yeah, and if he's if he's saying a few also, words with everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and hey, what about we have a few people? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Christine. Again, I stepped. We have on a that. few people who were trying to like logistically. We think their lines are going to be long. Like last year, Adrian Barbeau, her line like was nonstop. That's going to be like, a lot of wow. pressure on you. That's that's what it, that's what it, that's got to be nerve wracking to try to because you can't really anticipate these things. Uh, right. So, ooh, that's that's. See, I would just run away crying. Well, I'd be at two steps hiding I, under yeah. under a table. Well, well, you know, and that's that's where like we always say this is not a one person operation, a two person operation. We have an amazing staff, and it's not just the staff that day. It's an amazing like the horror news network staff, the people who are with us. Like you know. It's me and Rob, but it's also, it's, it's Larry Dwyer, it's Nick Banks, it's Sean McLaughlin, it's John Evans, you know, it's, it's the planning, it's all these people who've been to conventions for years, okay, so now, if that person has a line, how can we snake them out this way? It's all the contingency planning, it's the crowd control. It's do you get to enjoy the, in. do you get to enjoy the, the show yourself at all, or not really? Uh, very little, no, I'm just kidding, there's certain, like last year was very, very, um, because it's in an ice arena and some of the vendors like closed up and they, they just like left early. And I was like, please don't do that. You know, it kind of like, looks, I, yeah. Yeah. It kind of deflates well, the feel not, of the show too. Right. I mean, it, if somebody it doesn't, but our staff didn't get to shop. Oh, gotcha. Like, okay. I, I didn't get to buy any. I didn't get to, I bought a few prints. Like, you know, I'm big on buying artwork. I love artwork, but I bought a few prints and, um, we have a lot of handmade stuff that goes on, but, a lot of people, I think, missed out on some sales because we actually had people come through the door. I know it's a long day. We had people come through the door. I kid you not. The show ended this year. It's ending at seven. Um, but we had people come through the door last year at like five thirty. Wow, you had just to check it out. Holy cow! Yeah. You know, you know, what I mean, like they're getting out of work, but they want to come in and, and get an autograph, shop the vendors, um, because you know, when you go to these shows, when you go to the genre shows. There's a lot of handmade stuff. We have someone who does stained glass this year. Yeah, it's there's so much jewelry, different. That's a new thing. Of- yeah, that you can get. There's a lot of cool stuff. The vending, uh, like the vendor room, has really become awesome at these. It used to just be, you know, you could get uh, before the internet. That's where you'd just get all your bootleg movies, and that was the majority of the vendors room. Uh, right. But now it's like, yeah, you can get just a lot of cool stuff. It's like it's like the coolest arts and craft uh, show ever. Oh, there's a lot of artisan stuff there. I mean, we have some. I, I love our vendors. I mean, we have some really cool handmade stuff. I mean, obviously we have people who are selling t-shirts, posters, and I love the original artwork. Um, you know, Vinegar Syndrome is going to be there. They're, they're always there. Yeah, they're I'm, one of I'm psyched for that. Actually. See, cause I don't, I, I, I've only, uh, become aware of them through people connected to you and on Facebook. So it'll be, I've never been to their, I guess they have a shop in Bridgeport, right? Am I, am I getting Yeah, the one? archive. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, meeting them and seeing their their stuff. But listen, you just you just use the word artisan, which I don't think has ever been used on the Valley Indie podcast or the Mobile Horror Companion, like the uh, trashy podcast that I do. So I gotta I gotta pull the conversation uh, back into the gutter for a little bit because that that's what I'm used to. My last question. <laughs> For my for the horror podcast, whenever we have a guest on, we ask them two questions. I'm going to ask you now: name a horror character you would most like to get drunk with, and why. And then after that, name a horror character you least like 
would like to get drunk with and why. I almost made it through that oh, without without God. stuttering, but I'm an idiot. So w- what character would you like to hang out at a bar with? Oh my God, Ash Williams. For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. Yeah. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Oh, there we go. Why? Oh, my God. Why not? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Hilarious. Hilarious. So definitely Ash Williams would be probably who I'd want to. Um, And least is... um, who would be like annoying God, or hard. yeah, it'd it, right? Be really annoying to me. Oh, obviously you don't listen to podcasts. You would have been prepared for this. I know, I know. I can't, I wish I could remember his name. Oh my God, it's the guy from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The the one. Um, Larry Dwyer. His brother. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, no, I'm confused. no, the uh, Sally's brother. What was his name? Franklin. It's Franklin Hardesty. Franklin. Franklin. I would not want to get drunk with him because he's so annoying. All right, that's a good answer. And I'll edit out all of uh, me and you hemming and hawing as I was searching uh, Google. So that's good. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Don't apologize. I want to I wanna thank you, Christine, uh, for taking the time to talk to me and also, uh, you know, uh, for bringing something like this uh, close to home. Uh, I think it's really cool what you're doing, and I've told you this before. Uh, Larry Dwyer with CT Cult Classics, who's connected to you doing what he does uh, like once a month now at the Strand Theater in Seymour. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like on the broader scale, there's all these great uh, podcasts that I've really come become connected to and listened to, uh, you know, because I knew somebody who knew you. Uh, like the hashtag CT Pod Squad on the Facebook page, mm-hmm. CT Pod Squad. If anybody out there listens to uh, a podcast and you want to listen to some good Connecticut podcasts, check that out. Uh, so anyway, I want to thank you uh, for, for you being you. Oh, thank you. All right. I really, I really, people don't usually say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. After I want to find out who are these guys that are going all nuts on their uh, podcast. That'll be great. Uh, Cause I love the okay. gossip, but anyway, Christine, thank you so much for taking the time. Okay. Thank you. For hundreds of years, we brought you the news. Gave you the clues. Owners' profits were always sky high. Change in market now threatens our lives. Post literation, critical reading, dumbed down nation. Signs have been breeding. TV sucking ideas from our head. Public discourse just about dead. We'll ride the dinosaur. Yeah, right, the dinosaur. Our readers are in the opens each day. Yeah.